0: Hello, all you lovely traumatized humans. It's Sunday morning. I have done absolutely nothing so far. It's 9am. All I've done is edit some of my stuff and then just like drink too much coffee. <laughs> God, I love coffee. Um, yesterday, I ran the Joshua Tree Traverse, which is just like this point-to-point route out in Joshua Tree, California. It's really beautiful. It's 37-ish miles. And um, I had grand plans. I was like, oh, I can do like an out and back. Like, so it would be like 74 miles. Um, but I got like halfway through and I was like, no, this is a one-way trek. I'm still a little tired from my whole season of running, but from Javelina, which was only like a few weeks ago. Javelina was really only like not even three weeks ago. So uh yeah. I think I was just still tired from that. And the sand is rough out there. There is patches of sand that like you just have to run through. There's no way to get around it. And it's like running on the beach. It's uh does mean things to the calves. So anyway, so that's what I did yesterday. Shout out to Mike, who is so patient and <laughs> waited for me. Uh He also like like broke down our entire camping site um had some trouble with my car my car wouldn't start so he had to find like jumper cables which I had in the back but he didn't know that um and then get somebody to like jump the car it's fine now the battery's not dead so I don't know what happened but anyway all that was going on where I was just out there running like (laughs) la-di-da-di-da and he almost didn't make it like he was gonna meet me at mile 20 to give me more water and stuff he was only there like 10 minutes before I got there so shout out to Mike so patient so today I'm going to talk about the difference between self publishing and traditional publishing um, if you are following me in any way you probably know that I published a book of poetry <clears throat> a few weeks ago called dirt Girl so far it's been great um thank you to everybody who's bought it I really appreciate you and um, let me know I review it on Amazon if you, if you bought it um, it's my third foray into the world of self-publishing my previous two books are also available on Amazon the last one was called I'd like it because it's pink which I published in 2020. And the previous one, I think I published in like 2016, and it's called "Surviving 23," and it was really like a combination of uh, poems that I compiled in college. And I was also really like going through my eating disorder in a really terrible way, <laughs> so that's that's why the title's a little bit bleak. But the poems are pretty good. Um, I still think they're pretty good anyway. And so I'm in the process of sort of um, updating them and like you know creating better covers, um, re-editing them, and I'll have those published as well. But right now, they still are available on Amazon. Um, And I have been asked quite a number of times why I decided to self-publish versus finding a traditional publisher. And the really, it boils down to two things, and it's just time and money. So a little backstory from 2011 to 2016, I attended a school called Bradley University. It's in Peoria, Illinois, which is like just A super ordinary city. Like it's not huge. Um, Bradley was a great school for me. It was small, uh, private. Division one school. We only had like six thousand students. Um, I was only there on a scholarship to run, and I wanted to run Division one. So um, the small size of Bradley, coupled with the fact that it was a Division one institution, um, was really great for me. It was also really expensive, so I would never have gone there if not for that scholarship, which I'm so grateful for. My senior year, I suffered an injury, uh, torn labrum in my hip, um, that put me out for the whole season. I had to get surgery and stuff, and So with an extra year of athletic eligibility and I was done with my English degree. So my bachelor's I was done with and I had an extra year. I wasn't sure what to do. Like I wasn't sure if I should stay or if I should go. And so what I decided to do was just to stay an extra year for a fifth year and then also get my master's also in English. So I crammed a two-year degree into a year and a half and one of my favorite professors at the time was this woman named Susan Brill de Ramirez. She uh, is no longer on this earth, but she was one of my favorite teachers and so forward thinking. She was a little bit quirky, uh, remarkably smart, and always, always, always happy to chat over a strong cup of coffee. I did a lot of independent studies with her, um, and I really just was inspired by her in a lot of ways. So in one of her classes during my final year at Bradley, my during my master's, she had us all write, edit, and publish ebooks. So the master's program at Bradley was really just a bunch of teachers, um, a couple people who were retired and I guess just bored, and then me. <laughs> so most of them were like working people. They were teaching like middle school or high school or something. And everybody was kind of, like, skeptical. Like, why are we doing this? And the English department at large, like, all the other professors were like, yeah, we don't really know what she's doing. But I think that they were all sort of uh, – Misunderstanding her point, like we were all like, what's the point of doing this when we really should have been asking, like, what's the point of reading 1890s literature or writing these long essays that the professors for sure never read. So my ebook was about learning to manage time as a college athlete. She, she instructed us to sort of just like pick something that we already know a lot about and, and it, like so we did not have to do a bunch of research or whatever um so my peers wrote about baseball and knitting and business and teaching and like whatever they had experience doing right so we learned how to write in a style that w- made an ebook compelling which was very different from like business writing or just traditional essays that we had to write it was much less uh formal but we were all sort. It was like new to us, right? So we learned how to write them, how to edit, how to format, publish, price, and even market them. Dr. Brill was looking forward, while the rest of us were simply looking down at our ancient ass books. <laughs> I don't know, like with the knowledge that I gained in her class, though, I felt really empowered to keep creating eBooks. Like I just knew how to do it. And um, if you publish through Amazon, you can create eBooks, um, paperback. You can create hardcovers. You can also publish audio. So um there's a multitude of formats and honestly uh i think a lot of people listen to books nowadays and like people still read them of course but i think a lot of people also like to listen i know i love listening to audiobooks i listened to uh, an audiobook for like 4 hours yesterday while i was running through Joshua Tree so um it's just a nice way to be able to multitask um so here's why i decided to self publish the first reason money not many people go out of their way to read poetry shocker i know and getting a book deal in any genre is really hard uh Even some poetry journals have fees to simply submit your work. And I'd be lying if I claimed to read any of the journals with regularity. Like, if someone gives me one, sure. But, like, I'm not going out of my way to subscribe to many poetry journals. I think they're kind of dying. And I also don't think it's fair to have, um, like, $50 reading fees. And a lot of them are kind of, like, political. So, like, if somebody knows somebody, then they're like, yeah, you'll put in a good word for somebody. And then they win the prize or whatever. I'm just saying, you're not making a ton of money being a poet anyway. Um, But I don't really find it worth the fees to submit to these like large journals. So in traditional publishing, some of the money, uh, not necessarily very much of it, flows toward the author because the author is not the only one involved, right? There's an agent to pay a publisher, the cost of design and layout, as well as marketing and promotions, although um, many publishers don't really do much um, in terms of marketing anymore. They kind of lean on the author for that as well. So the best way to land a book deal is honestly to be famous already. Um, either because you're like a celebrity, or because you have a large online presence. However, how many more celebrity memoir? Mem-, mem? How many more celebrity memoirs do we really need? I was going through Audible the other day. Like, I listened to this book called Class by Stephanie Land. It's so good. She's not like a celebrity or anything. She came from like really like impoverished roots, right? And uh, worked her way through college. Her first book was called Maid, which. Uh, There's a Netflix series on now. So she like went through college living way below the poverty line as a single mom, etc. So her book was really good. But all the other memoirs that Audible was um, sort of recommending to me were just celebrities. And I was like, I don't even know like (laughs) why I would listen to any of these. I know they didn't write them like they all had ghostwriters. Like I don't care that much about a celebrity's life. It's not that interesting to me. It's not relatable. Right. So how many more do we need? I really it really bothers me. So anyway, so either you have to be a celebrity or you have to have a large social media following or a big online presence, um, and that's like a really great way, honestly, to get a book deal. So for every paperback book that I sell on Amazon, I price them at $12.99. I make almost $6. So at a traditional publisher, this ratio would be much smaller, and who knows if I would sell more books or not. Maybe I would. Maybe I wouldn't. <laughs> okay. So uh, from a traditional publisher, you can expect anywhere from 7 to 12%. I'm getting about half, you know, like I'm getting almost half um, through Amazon, but 7% of like 12.99 is not much. So from a money standpoint, I expected to be ahead by going the self-publishing route. The second reason that I chose to self-publish is really just time. So in addition to a low likelihood that my book would ever be accepted by a traditional publisher, I also didn't care to wait. Like it can take up to a year for a book agent to respond. And then frankly, I could sell a lot of books on my own in a year. Uh, In addition, I'd have to hunt down agents, send out samples of my manuscript, and do a whole lot of work without knowing if it would ever pay off. So instead, I spent all that time that I could have spent, you know, submitting my manuscript and whatever. I spent all that time editing and re-editing and re-editing, formatting, editing some more, designing a cover, ordering proofs, and you guessed it, editing again. But because I published with Amazon, I was able to create an ebook, paperback, hardcover, and the paperback is available on Prime. So it's delivered within two days. Uh, the ebook is available immediately, of course. And if you have, like, if you, I think if you're subscribed to like Amazon Kindle, then it's free. Um, otherwise, it's like $9. So. There are some downsides to self-publishing and they're not insignificant. And it would be, um, you know, not great if I skipped over the downsides. First and foremost, I have to be the one to tell people about my book, right? The responsibility of marketing falls squarely on my shoulders, which is my least favorite aspect of the entire self-publishing process. Like, you get sick of it, right? Like, you get sick of talking about it. You get sick of like, I got, I get sick of my own fucking poems. Like, I'm like, ah, <laughs> I'm done with this, you know? But there is also, um, an upside to that in that you become a little savvier, you become a little smarter, you learn what works and what doesn't. Um, it's a great learning process as well. There is also a certain prestige associated with gaining a publisher, although that prestige is slowly deteriorating. Um, like Blogging used to be considered lowbrow writing, but many bloggers are faring far better than folks who work for large publications you know like (laughs) there's some online bloggers making you know a million and uh, like millions I should say while someone we're working for like the New York Times is not making millions I assure you so the internet is changing the publishing world for better or for worse and I think circling back to Dr. Brill uh, you can go with it or you can resist it but either way it's going to change Lastly, self-published books probably won't end up in Barnes and Noble. Like you're probably not going to be at the airport bookstore, right? Those spots on the tables by the door at Barnes and Noble, or anywhere in a, anywhere in an airport bookstore, those are reserved for publishers who pay a lot of money to have their books front and center, face up. Um, if you do decide to self-publish, you will be exchanging potential shelf space for an entire for the entire like bottomless world of the internet. Now, maybe you are someone who's like an exceptional writer you have an exceptional story to tell whatever probably you should get a publisher right like if you're um who the fuck is that lady that wrote harry potter like she should have a publisher right <laughs> but like uh i think a lot of poetry it's it's not like it's not gonna make money through the publishing route unless you're like uh, what's that Ruby car or whatever i don't even know what happened to her but she started online and then someone you know, noticed that she was getting huge and got, and then offered her a book deal and stuff. So, so there's like, you know, there's good and bad things, but I think I'm pretty happy with um one, how many books I'm able to sell on my own. And two, just uh, the process because it's totally within my control. I don't have to lean on anybody else. I don't have to change anything that I wouldn't want to change. You know what I mean? So I think for, uh, for me, it's been really good. Uh, it's not like I'm making tens of thousands of dollars on these books like a couple grand probably when all is said and done but uh you know there are certain things that help let me tell you it helps okay um social media definitely helps because <laughs> you can reach not only your own network like you can reach people outside of your network it's a good good way to be discovered um but you have to share some of your work in order you know to uh sell it so i find myself sharing bits of my poetry and sometimes people like on tiktok or something will um buy it so that's a good way. It's free. You don't have to pay for it. It's not like a paid ad. Social media is free. Another thing is if you do have like a website or something, I have noticed that people will go to my website, see that I have a book, read about it, and then click through to Amazon. Sometimes they buy it, sometimes they don't. So uh, that, or if you have an email list, like if you have a website with a l- large email list, shoot it out to that. You know, like <laughs> there's a multitude of ways that are free. <clears throat> to market your book. You can also do a paid ad on like social media, like an Instagram ad or something like that. Uh, That may or may not work. Google ads might be better. Um, Facebook ads are shit. I wouldn't recommend doing that. So there are a few ways to market your book. You can also market your book through Amazon. Like you can pay uh amazon like five bucks a day or whatever to push your book to the top of search results or to put it on um a kindle lock screen or something like that you will have to pay for that though and you don't really want to blow all all of your earnings on marketing probably so a few things to think about um i linked some reddit forums about traditional versus self-publishing and they're really interesting because it's first of all reddit you Reddit users are usually anonymous, so people are really honest <laughs> on these forums, and it's really helpful to read through. Um, there's a couple that are, you know, one woman or, or man, I don't know, one person who used to self-publish and then got a publisher, and she breaks down, like, how much she made in each avenue, which is kind of cool. And then I also linked... Um, my favorite spiral bound notebook. I don't like a journal that's not spiral bound. Who are we, like, what are we doing? It's 2023, get a spiral bound notebook. Or um, these, this is like a good teacher for, a good gift for a teacher. Uh, There are these writing dice. So it's like a pack of big dice with a bunch of sides, you know, not just six sides or whatever, and you can roll them and they have topics. So for a teacher, like an English teacher or something, it's a really cool gift. That's all for me today. I love you all, bye.